Jupiter sounds. Supposed to be hot. That's for you to deal with. I need my heating pad. Go get it. No, I get a blanket. It's in part because I think our bodies are semi-shutting down at this point. No, we're doing good. Are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, what's your level of fatigue right now? Oh, I'm I'm not too bad. Really? I kind of always feel like this. (laughs) (laughs) This is just an everyday. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty drowsy, like a cat that just woke up from a nap in a sunbeam. You're not used to musician lifestyle. Uh, Well, (laughs) no, I'm not used to to being the musician, but I've been following you around for enough years that I've get gotten a flavor of it. Yeah, of course. But it's it's true. It's been a month of shows that I've been along for the ride on and it's certainly catching up with me at this point. It can be tiring. It's those. all been like worth it, absolutely. So much fun. But yeah, I'm I, there might be a few yawns show up in this episode. It's okay. So today is episode 8 of our podcast, Mike and Kristen, by the time this episode will air in four days, we will be in Colombia at an artist residency in the middle of the mountains, or we will be drug mules for the Colombian cartel. We're not sure. Mm -hmm. A woman named Peppa is organizing us to be picked up by a strange man we have to send our information to uh, through WhatsApp, and he's going to meet us in Colombia when we land, and he's going to drive us for three hours into the mountains, and we will theoretically, <laughs> if it's all real, be at an artist residency for a month to work on our second book. I think we made the wise decision of changing our pickup time from the strange Colombian man from midnight, after which we would drive for the three hours through God knows where Colombia to arrive at a 300 acre farm in a community that doesn't even have a name. (laughs) (laughs) And instead, we decided to stay at a hotel, airport hotel that evening that we land. And that way, at the very least, we'll get to enjoy scenery well that was the, the reasoning i wasn't really like oh whatever if we end up being drug mules it's fine yeah I just wanna, if we're gonna be drug mules it's, it's got, gonna happen at night or day the so. three hour drive i want to be pretty so it'll we can be see. more pleasant yeah yeah I was, i'm not not worried about anything other than getting the good scenery in yeah peppa seems cool and, and rick dragon is yeah. a very legitimate <laughs> name <laughs> and rick dragon runs the <laughs> residency and uh, there will be other artists there we can we're allowed to work on whatever we want, but we, we have plans to start our second book, which is all about growing up in small towns and how they kind of shaped us and just, just a lot of funny stories and the people we met and how it shaped us to be who we are growing up in, in our little towns. We've been chatting a little bit about the theme of the next book and some of these stories that come up, but... yeah. I've asked some of my childhood friends uh, that I've seen recently to let me know of any stories that come to mind, any memories that might align with these funny, kind of relatable small town stories is where we want to go with it. 
uh, and they're they're giving me this feedback and all these stories I had forgotten. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun just to take a trip down memory lane. And of course, it's going to take much longer than just the month that we're in Columbia, Columbia to write a whole book. Yeah. But even getting some of those stories mapped out and the ideas that will eventually come to write will be a good start. And we've also decided to give ourselves a little bit of grace and rest and just kind of put our feet up if that's what we feel like doing on any given day. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, well, I've, I've said it multiple times, but the three meals a day where we don't have to cook anything, we don't have to go get groceries, we don't have to clean up. I think maybe we help with the clean up, but, um, but that's just like where our 100% of our responsibility is just solely on creating. Yeah. And after the month that we've had, I think that is going to be all the more enjoyable. I've, I've never done that though. Like I've, I'm creating every day, but I've never had, I don't know, more than maybe like a camping trip or something where I bring a guitar or something like a day or two away. I've never had an extended period just to create. Yeah, even on our longer trips. So we've we're going for five weeks altogether. We have a month in Columbia and almost a week in New York City afterwards, which <laughs> they're complete opposite environments, but we like that. But we have done a five-week trip before, and even then we were bouncing around a fair bit. So you're right. It's never have we had a full 30 days of being stationary and not having those, tri you know, even a bus trip or something in, in between to get to a new town. So it'll be, we don't know what to expect really. Well, I think there's just, there's going to be other artists there, like of various disciplines. And I saw a girl showing up with a guitar. So yeah. uh, maybe someone I can, I'll co-write something with. Do or... you have expectations actually? Off. Creating? Well, just of the residency itself. We haven't really talked about this. We, we've been able to follow along a little bit on their social media page yeah. and website. And we've had uh, a Zoom call with Rick Dragon. So <laughs> we have a flavor of what we're getting into, at least what it looks like. But do you have any expectations of what you think it'll be like day to day? Yeah, I, um, I really want to kind of just... I don't want to say relax, but kind of just want to relax. Like, I feel like I've been kind of pushing it hard for. Going hard in the paint. Obviously the last month, but I feel like it's been like 10 years yeah. also at the same time. When I really think about it, just, just every day putting, putting the pressure on myself to bring, bring myself to a, to higher level in my career and to create something that other people can enjoy I, i'm just really excited just to work on something i really want to myself mm -hmm. and to have the time to wake up and just go for a, a walk or a run or just and then obviously we do that at home like we're self-employed so we can do whatever we want but it's uh it's, it's just gonna be different there because again no responsibilities you don't have to you don't have to feed the cat, although we're going to miss George a lot. Oh, while we're my away. heart is already broken for missing George. We'll just, we're going to put a big pile of food out for the month. Yeah. 
<laughs> leave, but just, just release a bunch of shrews in the house yeah. and he'll be both fed and entertained. Yeah. I'm happy to hear you say that part of what your desire at the residency will be is to relax and just take one day at a time. I also know, despite our best intentions, how terrible we are at doing that. But it's going to be easier to do it there because yeah, there's going to be shitty internet. We can't like be doing social media that often, probably. Like, yeah. uh, we'll just, we won't have the opportunity to feel guilty about not fixing the the tiles and the floor or whatever. <laughs> like the little things that, uh, you know, the little things you, you want to get around to doing at home, the, those things will not exist. And then also the, I don't want to say stressors, but just the obligations of uh, whatever appointments or going to the, going to the grocery store, you know, all those things that, that add up in a, in a week and, mm-hmm. We're just there, and I'm really excited just to meet some other people, just who are kind of in the same boat as us. And we both enjoy collaborating, so yeah. I always welcome, especially with international artists. I know many of them speak different languages and certainly have different artistic disciplines than we do. Thank God, people speak English everywhere. Eh? Uh, we're very spoiled in that way. <laughs> yeah. I I actually wrote uh, the airport hotel that we're staying at in Bogota about. Um, getting the shuttle from the airport to the the hotel when we arrive and of course wrote in English and they sent me back a fairly extensive email in Spanish and I felt proud of okay I I can read enough of this like I got the gist of it I feel like I am confident in getting us to the hotel but mm-hmm. it's always a little bit uh, scary and rusty when you've been away from a second language was, for so long was it a copy and paste email um Parts of it were, certainly, yes. Just general logistics about their hours of operation and that kind of thing. But we'll get there one way or another. And it's it's very exciting. We've known that we're going to Columbia for a a few months now, I guess. Um, But it feels like it's also kind of snuck up on us in the last little while. There's all these little things to take care of. Having to get, we're flying through the state, so we have to get a COVID test within 24 hours of that flight. There's just little bits of things you have to pack and do and we registered with the Colombian embassy today uh well we drove back from Fredericton the sun rose basically (laughs) (laughs) this morning from the east coast music awards we've been there the last few days uh so it's just even today is kind of here we are in the evening and yeah I I've been I was excited to maybe have the time to Take a small walk today outside. I didn't have the time to. <laughs> yeah. I walked around the block. I needed to, or I would be, you would just have a microphone up to my snoring face. I'm going to, after we finish this, I'm going <laughs> to walk around the yard. Just loops around our house. Yeah. Like that doesn't, you do that often, actually. That sounds um, kind of <laughs> weird, but we do have a, we have like a, an acre of property. So, and there's a loop, a path around. So it's. It's longer than you'd expect, it just, <laughs> and it's through the woods and parts, so it's not it it's not nice. that weird. Like, and George will be out there. Ten, and... ten laps around our house is a kilometer. kilometer. Yeah. We learned that during lockdown when we weren't permitted in even the parks in the area. Yeah. That's We're... when we wore down the path around our house. 
So let, let's talk about the last little little while. Sure. Would you like to talk about this, about the ECMAs that we just came from or sort of your string of shows that you've had well, over yeah, the last the, month? The ECMAs are... We also just released our audio book before we forget to mention Jeez, that. Yeah. There's been a s- out. slew of things on the go. Yeah, we've talked about it on here, We did, and but we made it, that was kind of a soft launch talking about mm. it on here, but now it's... We've hard launched oh yeah, the we, audio book now. We have gone full, what's the hardest substance on earth, diamond? Diamond? Went Maybe there's slightly the, something harder that we're just not... Diamond launch. Geologists. Audio book. Um, but that that's out there, and... Oh, I'm I'm pretty happy with how that turned out. You know, like you put so much effort into the audiobook. So we read each of our re- alternating chapters. Or yeah. we've narrated this audiobook and it was recorded here in house by you, but you afterwards went in and added sound effects, you added music. It's very immersive, entertaining. I can't wait for people to check out this version. It's different than any other audiobook I've listened to. Yeah, I haven't heard any like this, but I'm sure someone else has done it. Like I, yeah, there's I don't a few say, like, examples. We, we came there. up. Like, it's no, not. It's not a unique it's... idea, but it's. Uh, it is just more, more work and more effort. Yeah. And, like it's such have, as we do. This is my studio. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. So. No, it's really awesome. So if you're into audiobooks, it's not just your run-of-the-mill audiobook, although they're pretty great too. Um, we have a friend who, we, we were we were with some friends and uh, we played them a chapter that had the music in it. And uh, Kristen was, it was one of Kristen's chapters, so she was reading and uh, there's some music playing in the background. And so my job creating the audiobook was to, listen listen to what the chapter was and like real figure out what the theme of it was and then place applicable mu- applicable music to go along with it like and not every chapter has music i'll say but uh so our friend listened to this and he's and he just couldn't understand like that you didn't read the read the chapter to go along with the music he's like oh that how did you get it to line up so good? Like, well, it's it's just the vibe of the music and the vibe of the writing just kind of go together. So, did he think you hit play on a song and then I started to read? Well, that's what it sounds like. That's he what thinks, it sounded like. like yeah. and you were like say, <laughs> saying your words between the gaps, and like yeah. the music was written for the chapter. But I just t- I got have a bunch of instrumental versions of songs I have and just kind of paired them accordingly. But he couldn't wrap his brain around the fact that it fits so well together, and that's a huge compliment. Yeah, like, <laughs> not knowing how it's done—that's a—that's great but, feedback. And after I explained it all, he's just like, "But, but how does it fit so good together?" Like, <laughs> well, I think I just explained it, but I appreciate you saying that because that means it it works well. So he was impressed. That's all yeah. that matters. So the audiobook is out. Mm-hmm. Just. Less than a week ago? Like, when did we put that out? Everything feels like it was less than a week ago at this point. Yeah. But it was. I think it was, yeah, less than a week ago. We had episode seven with Lindsay McPhee out last week. Yeah. She was a dream. And uh, here we are, trucking along. And then we went to Fredericton, which is a little over four hours away. That was as long as we've driven in two years. 
That's true. And we drove in our car that we haven't had in almost six weeks. Yeah. The one that uh, I hit the deer the, with. The deer hit. Yeah, deer hit me. Yes. That's what you say. If you hit a deer, or <laughs> we'll, we'll say if you hit a deer, but you're dealing with insurance, say the deer hit you. Mm-hmm. Because the wording is the key to making sure you get your claim. In fairness, that deer did more or less hit well, you. Well, yeah, I think you... The deer always hits you. Like you're not yeah. driving yeah. to hit the deer. <laughs> yeah. Like he right, he ran into. I'm me. gonna get you. It was yeah. a kamikaze mission for sure. He was mm-hmm. poor guy. He left some fur behind. We said a little prayer for him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely kind of lost it on the car dealership. We won't get into that you went story. Ape shit. Yeah, I did go a little ape shit on what the auto body shop. I guess you'd call them. It yeah. was just, just unbelievable but we'll we'll park that story because that's not what we're here to talk about we're grateful that we have the vehicle back and it worked great got us to fredericton and back and all in all we had a good time yeah it was it was good i got to play the the gala award stage which is big big fancy stage it's like playing the the east coast grammys um and i don't know there's thousand people i don't know how many they fit in the arena a thousand yeah. two thousand like why don't you give just a flavor of what are the ecmas and yeah. what what does that encompass and how uh how did your adventure with this? so the ecmas are a weekend the ecmas stand for east coast music association but also the east coast music awards and they're kind of interchangeable but uh east coast Music week that we were just at is a gathering of all the, I guess, top artists on the East Coast mm-hmm. who are there to showcase, so play shows. So and, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, PEI, and, and Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Yeah. Yep. And there's delegates from around the world who come to to check it out and to see bands and maybe invite you to play festivals and mm-hmm. different events. And there's also awards that are given out. So my band, the Town Heroes, was nominated for five awards. Yeah, you were. We uh we were at the we led the way with another band, Hillsburn, with the uh, the top awards nominations. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty good feeling getting those nominations. I remember when those nominations came in, we were actually sitting in our car in Bridgewater. Yeah. I don't remember where we were going. We were going to a anniversary party. It was February 16th. Oh, okay. Or the 15th we left the day before. Yeah, yeah, okay. And they were announcing them and we were listening uh, through your phone, I guess, yeah. through the radio. And yeah, every time your name was announced or the town heroes were announced, we'd have a little celebration and play our Rod Stewart music, maybe. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, it's a nice, nice to be recognized for what, what you've done creatively and yeah there's uh obviously you're not in the artistic world to to win awards you're in it because you you love doing it and you love what you can create for people and what what they give back to you but receiving the nominations was awesome yeah and and you were invited to play the gala show yeah so we played the gala you guys looked incredible too yeah we got Dressed up, we wore suits. I usually usually wear, well, the same kind of thing everywhere. Just jeans, t shirt, shoes, and a hat. 
Yeah, well, um, you're not wearing a suit sitting at home in your studio. I, I could. Yeah, well, maybe you will now. They well, look pretty good. They look pretty sharp. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, but we did the red carpet beforehand, too, which, uh, I don't know, it's kind of stupid, but kind of fun, too. Um, and I thought it was great. Yeah. I had a blast at the red carpet this year. So, yeah, there's photographers, all the news stations, um, then a bunch of vendors like giving out samples of drinks. And yeah, everyone shows up trying to look cool, I guess, and uh, you know, be at their best. And we we decided that it would be funny to show up with a vacuum, and just and it's pretty long. Like it went on for like <laughs> hundreds of meters. Yeah. And there's just people everywhere. And we showed up with a cordless vacuum, and just made a spectacle out of it. Just vacuuming between my legs around people, just. Yelling out, we're doing our civic duty, keeping it clean, you know, stuff like that. And what I found the most funny about it was you were actually looking for the spots of dirt on the red carpet. Well, so it wasn't just, it wasn't just a gesture of doing it or, or putting on this performance. You actually cleaned the red I carpet. I was pouring sweat by the <laughs> you end were, of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I was going pretty hard. and Yeah, you were doing all you know, kinds of moves. Just, just, you're focused on the task and you're... Like, you know, I do lots of kind of stupid things like that, but I, uh, when I'm in the moment, I'm not like, I, I know it's getting attention. Like you're, you're doing it for attention cause it's, it's, uh, a good way to, to brand yourself and you know, people, people remember you for doing things like that. But I also, I can't really look people in the eye and just be like, hey, look, look at me. I'm kind of just. While you're vacuuming, yeah, I well, don't just, blame you. I mean, like anything like that, like doing any kind of. There was one point where I looked over and you were almost off to the side in a separate room, still <laughs> well, vacuuming. Needed, there was dirt in the floor. <laughs> like, we, you don't have to actually vacuum anymore. <laughs> we ran into the mayor of Halifax on the red carpet and I, I just handed off the vacuum to him. And I know he's usually up for. You know, being a good sport, so he took it and he he did a little vacuum and we got a video. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of white haired white politicians there. And <laughs> they uh, they didn't quite get it. Like I just started going in around their feet, like hey, look out, boys! I'm coming in hot, coming in hot, boys! And they just uh, kind of looked at me like, oh, yeah. yeah, they, they weren't laughing as hard. They weren't laughing at all. No. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I think the one was the the uh, New Brunswick premier. I like bumping into his foot with the vacuum. And, like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? But the thing, like they, they're on our territory there, right? Like that's that's a musician's event. Like what what are they gonna do to me? That's right. You're you're on top. Yeah. The um, like if I go into the. You did an interview with Rogers, I think it was, and the reporter came over to me after and said, are you his wife? And I said, yeah. And she said, I, I was so thrown off by the vacuum, I could hardly do my job. Yeah, well, however she phrased it, she uh, was pretty confused herself. <laughs> and uh, Katie Kelly from CTV News. Yeah, Katie we, Kelly, we love you. <laughs> we, we went up to do the interview with her. And uh, we had the vacuum and they recorded. She's like, oh, this is awesome. This is amazing. Like, who do we give this back to? I'm like, no, I brought this. Like, we brought this from Halifax. We drove four hours with the goddamn vacuum. Oddly, the vacuum was broken when we left. And it, it fixed somehow itself. fixed itself on the red carpet. Yeah, it was kind of. Because that's at first I was just turning it on for a few seconds just to get the sound and people would laugh. 
But then when it kicked in and the, it started spinning, I'm like, oh, well, I got to use it now. And that's why I started cleaning everything. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, like the people show up there, like you said, trying to look cool. And, you know, this is their moment to shine. And we just, I don't know, we just like to have fun in those moments. So. Maestro Fresh West was the host this year yeah. and a lot of pictures taken with him. He, uh, he, I don't think he quite understood the vacuum either, but he, he was just kind of said, right on boys. Yeah. One year you made fried, bolo- for grilled cheese sandwiches or bologna sandwiches? Uh, they were, uh. You've done both, but. Bologna paninis. Bologna paninis that, so you and Bruce set up in the lobby of your well, hotel? Yeah, the hotel was selling late night snacks and they were like super expensive, like whatever sandwich is 10 bucks or something. And we, we were half snapped and we're like, geez, we can, we, sh- we could, you know, provide a service to the people and also make some money ourselves. <laughs> so we, we bought uh, just some bread and some, you know, some top, but we had peanut butter and jam sandwiches and the bologna paninis. And, uh, so we we brought down the sandwiches and we bought we also had a little box of tangerines or whatever, and we had no way we didn't have like a George Foreman grill or any way to to cook them. So we we just brought the ironing board and the iron down from our room. So when someone would order a sandwich, we just plug in the iron, turn it on, and cook it on the uh, the ironing board. So crafty. And, and how much money did you make? It was like ninety bucks. I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you made well, some, a like, decent be, amount. <laughs> To everyone bought for like, ironed sandwiches. At everyone least. wanted a tangerine. The people were just giving us like two bucks for one, and then someone gave us like twenty bucks for a sandwich. Just because, oh, this is awesome. Actually, one guy, he he's a fairly successful artist now, but he he bought a panini, and then he got sick. But um, we saw him the next day. He's like, "You bastards! You got me sick." Like, you were pretty drunk when you bought this. Oh, yeah, I had 30 beer. I'm like, oh, I think that might have did it, too. But anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, people still come up to us and like, you're the bologna panini guys. So, and now you'll be the vacuum guys. Vacuum guys. Yeah. yeah. And then after we uh, did the red carpet, we went to the gala, played our show, and waited to see if we would win any awards. And we did not. Uh, <laughs> today's episode is sponsored by Art Pays Me, a lifestyle brand and podcast founded in Halifax, Nova Scotia by Dwayne Jones in 2011. Dwayne is an artist and designer who moved to Halifax from Bermuda in 2000 to attend the Nova Scotia College of Art and Design. After graduating, he started a family and decided to plant roots in Canada. Dwayne's motivation to start the brand came from years of frustration over the way that creative people are viewed in business settings. His mission is to motivate people to embrace their creative strengths to achieve financial and creative independence. We've both worked with Dwayne and have been guests on his podcast. We appreciate his commitment to the arts and how he generously profiles so many creative talents in our city. You can follow Dwayne on Instagram at Art Pays Me and online at www.artpaysme.com. Yeah, it was a tough night. It's it's always hard when, especially when you're leading the pack, you've got five nominations and 
we were kind of sitting in our room beforehand. We had a drink of whiskey just to celebrate being there. We we've always talked about how it doesn't matter if you win, but of course it's nice too. But there is a little bit of just that sinking feeling as each of the awards oh. goes by. I I understand. Yeah. Like it's um and we we've won them before and not not every time or anything, but we we had a good chance in a lot of them. Of course. And uh entertainer of the years of fans voting one and I don't think we've ever lost a fans voting award in any Your fans in are <laughs> incredible. They're they're passionate, they're supportive, and you guys are so great at looking for those votes and making it entertaining just in the ask alone. Well that one I was like not like for sure we got it, but like we got a pretty darn good chance. Yeah, at it. we were all pretty confident, and and just that so we I know so many people were voting and like spending like a good chunk of their time, not a, like their full day or anything, but people mm-hmm. were spending fifteen minutes a day for a month specifically voting for us, and I know hundreds of people were doing that, and then. And for that award, you want to win it because you can say, hey, you guys, we, you are the reason we won this. And I hope, and now you should feel awesome because, because we won. And like that award is all about, all about giving it back to the fans, you know? And it's so true. I would also say the flip to that is knowing whatever the outcome was, win or lose, knowing that people, that many people put invested that kind of time must make you feel pretty proud and special oh, as yeah. well. It's amazing having that loyal group of supporters. Mm-hmm. It's like every award we lost, <laughs> like my stomach like sank more and more, to be honest. Like I won't lie. Like yeah. I know it's not a competition and everyone's deserving to win, but I guess the reason that's, I'm in a place where I am successful as a musician is because I'm competitive in the first place. So if I didn't have that competitive, you know, edge, I probably wouldn't have received the awards because that's something that inspires me to to work hard and try to succeed. So yeah, death definitely stings. And it's uh, like, I still have sports moments in my life. From 20 years ago, like, I'll think about every once in a while and I'll still feel, like, angry about or something, like, mm-hmm. upset. Oh, I should have did this or we could have won that game or something. We do our best to be honest about the reality of what this life looks like, though. That's something yeah. that even in doing this podcast, we talked about at the outset of showing up authentically. We will tell the truth Though we love this life and it gives us so much joy and opportunity, there are moments like this. And oh, yeah. of course, there there was just an outpouring of people there for you in your corner and continuing to cheer you on and tell you how proud they are of you. But I, it was important for you just to sit in that feeling of, disappointment because you of course you felt that way and and that's okay it's okay to sort of suffer in that defeat in that moment and we did that we had a car ride home we kind of got our emotions out the four of us as a group but I thought it was so classy that 
both you and uh, and Bruce, your your drummer, who the two of you have been through the ups and downs of this for more than a decade now. You kind of held your chin up high. We went to the after party or one of the after parties quite late. We were tired. We'd been there for six hours at the venue. You had media, red carpet. You played the gala. We went through sort of this emotional <laughs> transition after and disappointment. But you both showed up and you interacted with people. They congratulated you on your amazing performance, which it was, your great album, which it was. Of course, these recognitions are nice, but I really found that the environment that ultimately we ended up in that night was what the ECMAs and really what the music industry represents. It was this beautiful community of people just celebrating and singing and and was it Gordy Sampson's mother or yeah, Flo? Flo Sampson. So you, you, there was this elderly woman playing the piano. So we'll just set the stage a little bit because I, and we'll go back to talking about the award ceremony if you like. But I really felt like that moment, especially when you explained to me what was happening, just was the epicenter of what all of this truly was and represented. So you walk into this hotel. It felt like we were in Las Vegas because we haven't been around that many people partying in so long. And like nobody's wearing a mask. Like it's just this free for all. It's late at night. People are drinking, but it wasn't belligerent. It was just celebration. People were still dressed up. And I, well, I thought we were going to uh, one of our friend's rooms. Yeah. I, so I, <laughs> yeah, I had true. two, I have my Diet Pepsi jacket on and uh, I loaded the pockets up with tall boys of beer. So I had four huge cans of beer in my pocket to yeah. get in. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not paying 12 bucks for a beer in here. So I just cracked the beer. You guys did the human shield. To uh, block the view. So we ordered <coughs> two glasses of water. Mike and I chugged the water, dumped the ice in someone else's glass so that we would have a glass to use from the bar. So we weren't carrying the illegal cans around. Yeah. And then, yeah, Bruce and I and Jillian shut up, set up a human wall while you but then smuggled after, our drinks after I did in. That, I'm like, fuck, I don't yeah, care. What's, some, what's someone going to say to me? Yeah. Honestly, like, what? <laughs> Not that I'm like an imposing figure or anything, but that those those events, like I know everyone there. Like, yeah, people are so some, busy and into whatever, their own thing too. Some nineteen year old waitress isn't going to come up and slap a drink out of my hand, yeah. like when there's two hundred people around. Like, yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, on the way there, we uh, were waiting for the the shuttle, the oh, free yes. shuttle. This is an important part of the story. And there was a bunch of people waiting around, and one pulled up, and I've sprinted for one of the shuttles. So the ECMA provides free shuttles, uh, transportation around yeah. Fredericton, and it was freezing, and we had been waiting for a good twenty minutes yeah. for one of these shuttles to come. Yeah, we were basically competing against a neighboring group of people so, who yeah, were I doing the same. I sprint up <laughs> as our leader and they had one guy who basically sprint up and we got there at the same time. I turned and looked at him. <laughs> he looks at me and he says, rock, paper, scissor for it. And I'm like, oh shit, we just lost five, five <laughs> of our nominations. We're all for five. And I'm like, I cannot lose to this guy. And he knew who I was. I don't know who he was. Yeah. But he actually like, said, I want to beat a town like, hero. I want to beat the town heroes. Yeah. I'm like, you 
fucker. <laughs> and uh, so I, I don't want to give away my secrets, but when I play rock, paper, scissor, I only do rock. Like I'm, I cannot do anything else. That's just a rule. I, I have, have followed for 20 years now. And he, he didn't know this, but so we went best of three. We went at it. I got him with the rock for off the bat. He was scissors. Next one, paper tied one, one. For the shuttle, I give the rock, and he's a scissor, and we're in, and he's standing on the sidewalk, and we are one and six Woo! for the night. <laughs> and yeah, we got there. I took the the beer out, and we had a wonderful time in the lobby, seeing friends. Uh, then we got a gigantic, dirty hot dog. I think it was called a dirty dog. It was called a dirty dog. But I I want to talk about was it Flo? You said <laughs> Flo Sampson. Yeah. So Flo Sampson is Gordy Sampson's mother, and Mike shared this story of me because we we started to sort of just to set the scene, kind of Vegas style. Lots of people, dressy, classy. Yeah. In the middle of that room or the lobby of the hotel, there's a piano, and of course the ECMAs is just hundreds and hundreds of musicians. So surrounding this piano were there was a violinist there was a saxophone player guitars tons of people singing along and mike explained that every year at the ecmas Flo does exactly this for hours yeah, every yeah. night right until the middle of the night yeah and she's probably in her 80s which 70s or 80s I and guess she's close to 80 for yeah, sure. Yeah, just this yeah. beautiful soul of yeah. a woman. She was singing old Beatles songs and and the whole room was singing along. And I I just had a moment where I looked around and saw all these people just grateful to be outperforming again, to be with each other. We saw so many familiar faces of friends that we hadn't done this with in so long. And I know it was a hard night, but... It just felt so happy in that moment to to be there together. And I thought, like, this is what this is all about. It, of course, it's nice to get an award, but like any really great moment or any bad moment is ephemeral. Like, they're fleeting. So you have to just, I guess, and, and so quickly we came from this place of, maybe disappointment or a bit of sadness. And an hour later, we, we found ourselves there. Yeah, it's great to just try to sink into that those moments and the energy around you. And it is really, the whole thing is really just about community and people coming together. And yeah, I, I know people will say like well you should be grateful that you were nominated in the first place and I certainly am but this you know it's I just don't like to lose that thing of course and and you have had again an outpouring of your your fans rallying behind you and loving you no matter what happens and that's just so incredible but it's of course you feel that way and you have every right to and it's understandable you can't flip a switch and just let it roll yeah off, and i've honestly all the things i've gotten good at in life have also been from having a moment where i failed <laughs> like where you where i either embarrassed myself or just didn't have the desired outcome i remember when i started to sing and 
we will have a podcast later on about kind of how how I started to sing. But anyway, all the bands I was in, I wasn't the singer. They broke up, and I'm like, oh well, I guess I gotta be the singer now. And I started like started singing like for a few hours every day and singing along to albums and just trying to get better. And and I was I wrote wrote hundreds of songs, like just as many songs I could write, song a day kind of thing. But I'd move on to a song so fast without ever really sticking to it. Like it would kind of just be like a kind of a distant memory. Like uh, I never really would. I'd write the song, then move on. And I could never really, never even thought about it. But I couldn't really play the song because I, I, unless I had the words written in front of me and just because I'm creating at such a quick rate, I guess. And trying to learn how to sing and wasn't wasn't that great or anything but getting better and i remember at a party at um it was a hotel i think it might even be during east coast music week way back in the day before the town here was even existed and they were at an after party and there was a guitar going around and uh someone passes to me i'm like oh yeah i'll play a song i just wrote and i was half drunk and i started playing i'm like I don't even know how this goes. And I was just repeating things, saying wrong words. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I'm, I was just, I felt so embarrassed. And then I passed the guitar to, uh, right up beside me, Mitch McDonald. And he was a finalist in Canadian Idol. Great singer, mm-hmm. great guy too. And he just killed it. Like friggin' played, uh, <laughs> Purple Rain, I think by Prince. Like everyone's like, oh my god, Mitch is amazing, which he is. He is awesome, but I was like, oh my fuck, like I just made myself look like a fool. Like I'm a musician. Everyone knows me as a guitar player, but mm. they, I started singing and it was just horrendous. And then after that, I was like, okay, this is a full time job, learning how to sing. How quickly, or is there a consistency in the aftermath of that? in it motivating you to either work harder or do something different or like what does that look like for you so having experienced what you did yesterday like how are you even feeling today and is that different do you think than how you'll feel a week or a year from now or how do you Uh, use it as fuel this one's hard because i feel like i work pretty hard already yeah like at what i'm doing i almost want to just try to this sounds like it's the opposite but i want to start taking things less serious yes um i was hoping you would say that (laughs) (laughs) like i I just want to like the 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 things that people gravitate towards us are often the fun things which i like to do like the vacuum thing like couldn't go anywhere last night with anyone without someone coming up to me and talking about the vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so stupid. Like, it <laughs> couldn't be a dumber thing. But people just laugh. Yeah, and like, it makes them happy that, and laugh. For yeah. that moment where I'm going around the vacuum, they're losing it laughing and just just confused. But any, it's just a moment where they can laugh and then they'll tell their friends about it and just something, whatever, that, that comes up when they see me or just whenever they see a vacuum again or a red carpet. Um, but those moments and things like that, I, I just really like to do, but 
I try to balance it with like the serious music. So it is kind of a, a little a balancing act to try to try to make it work. But I think like taking it as serious as I do, it's it is you're bound to have these moments where you're really upset when you don't win an award. And, and again, it was just being up for five. Like I've been up for like, if you're up for one or two and lose, like, Oh, whatever. Like, but being up for five, it's like, you gotta get one. Yeah, I know. You know just, well, was, you did get the shuttle. I got the sh- one for six. Yeah. Yeah. Over five in awards, but yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, and I say this because we talked about it last night after the award show that what was also challenging emotionally about this was, as you say, I don't think you could have possibly worked any harder on the album yeah. that was nominated. Like, you did nothing wrong. There was nothing more you could have done. Oh, and yeah. And everybody's deserving who, exactly. who beat us out. Like, it's not like... Yeah, the talent is is just amazing. Everyone's deserving who won. Well, most of them, Uh, (laughs) but it's yeah, it's just kind of my personality. Just don't don't like don't like to lose. (laughs) Like I grew up playing sports, and Mm -hmm. like I I just I've always I've always wanted to win, but I also also felt bad for like someone who the person I beat at the same time, which is kind of a weird weird state to be in like you just com- have a big heart dear. competitive but compassionate yes like it kind of it's good but kind of sucks too we talked about <laughs> i think we were using uh the language of rejection at the time as in life as an artist when Lindsay doyle was on and how and with Lindsay mcphee actually as well we have a tendency to let that one bad day or or poor review whatever it might be that becomes our focus amongst the hundreds of other positive things. And if you look back, even on the last month that we've had, we've been all over the province. We've been put up in beautiful hotels. We've been fed incredible food for free. Like people have treated us. We've seen friends. Um, we've sold a lot of things. Yeah, this is actually the best six weeks have been the most financially lucrative as my as for my entire career so far. Yeah, it's been there's been all of these wins and all of these highs and we we have to make a point to acknowledge there are lows that's bound to happen in any career to any person. Um but we have to also remind ourselves of all of these other things that are absolutely going our oh, way. Oh yeah, everything's great. We like you said just the, the point of the podcast is just to touch on all the aspects of all the truths, all the, the yeah, the the hard truth, the diamond truths. Uh. <laughs> I had a similar, not a similar experience to this, but I wanted to share a low point that I had as a painter in my career, just for the sake of honesty and perspective. Because yeah. I never, this is something that I never talked about online. I never made a post about it. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, I. I have shared it with a few friends. And so I started a few years ago to do an annual pay what you can art show. And it started when we were in lockdown in part because I couldn't invite people to a gallery space or into our home like we've done in the past to view paintings and sell them and have an open house of sorts. And I started to accumulate 
canvases because I couldn't show them anywhere. And some of them are experiment pieces or older pieces that just haven't moved. So my first Pay What You Can show, I lined maybe 20 paintings, I'll say, outside of our house. And it was all based on the honor system that you could come on this day at these hours. I left envelopes outside and just it was pay what you can. So I I made no judgment on whatever that could be. And people would leave what they could and take a painting home with them. I didn't know who came. I didn't know who took which painting. I didn't know how much money they left. It was such a success. I had positive feedback. People left me handwritten notes. It was this really kind of mutually beneficial experience, Mm -hmm. really positive. So I did it again the next year. And this just goes to show like you've been in the AC Maze. You've won lots of times before. Like you just kind of have this expectation in a way like this is how it's always worked before. So the second year I did this show, I went about it identically to how I had the year before. And it was a disaster. I think it's the first time I, I've had disappointments as an artist before, but I was upset this day because I actually had paintings stolen from me. No, they weren't stolen. Well, they were, they were. It felt like they, it felt like they were stolen. I remember the kid took a, a not what would normally be about a $900 painting Left three dollars and twenty six cents. Yeah, and a note that said "thank you." It was gutting, <laughs> in part because, again, like I, I know that I set myself up for this being a possibility, but there are so many choices that you don't have to take the largest possible, yeah, near thousand dollar painting typically, and leave three dollars. Um, somebody else took three paintings and left $14. So like to me, that's kind of stealing. Yeah. And well. so I I was so just, I think, I think what was so disappointing about that day was I felt really devalued. I felt like my work wasn't worth anything. For somebody to give you $3 for a, like one of the largest size canvases I do, Again, it's it is pay what you can. I it, it's a risk I took. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting that based on the year before, but also just on human kind of decency and respect, but there you go. I I've I didn't talk about it at the time because in part it, w- it again because it was something that I set myself up for, I suppose, but I I was upset that day. Yeah. As you I, I understand and it's I've played lots of different shows that make you feel, <laughs> I guess, worthless. Yeah, yeah, like, that is just, how you feel. Whether, um, yeah, that's like I guess fairly drastic, but just you feel like you're being you, like used in 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 ways, um, and that's not a not a fun feeling, and you have to learn from those moments and you have, <clears throat> you did the online auction now this time around. Yeah. And that was amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. And, and that really, I suppose is the moral of the story is yeah. that you and I have many examples of things like that, that you learn from you, you do it differently this year. As you say, I did an online auction instead of the pay what you can that I had a little bit more control over and, 
and it went over brilliantly. So there you go. And I know you too will learn from the experience yeah, we just had. It's, and... it's hard to say, like, again, before, like, when I when I sang and I wasn't good enough, I'm like, okay, I can become a much better singer by just working hard at it. Or I, different different things like that, even with sports. Like, you lose a game, oh, I'm going to go, I'm doing 100 push-ups a day now so I'm stronger and people can't push me around, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, it's kind of just like, well, I'm I'm going pretty hard at it in every way I can think of. Uh, I think it's now just a work smarter, not harder kind of thing. Maybe take a step back and just look at look at who I am, who we are as a band, and what what we really want and what what we value. And I know that we value the the connections we've made with people which are amazing we like one of we went out for mexican food while we were in fredericton because one of our fans who is now a friend just said hey treat yourself to something guys gave us a bunch of money just because he's amazing yeah people are incredibly generous and kind in this in this life that we're living as artists it's i I don't know that you get that in many other jobs i'm I'm not not, sure and it's not all just oh i just i want more connections with people who can give me money um i i just the the connections you have with people who just really appreciate what you're doing like they say you can have a hundred if you have a hundred uh really serious fans who are consumers of what you do you can make a living out of that. If we had a hundred Marians, we would yeah. feel like gods, I think. So I hey, Marian, we love you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just about trying to just find that real loyal audience, which we already have, but just, and trying to do things for them and not for everybody. Do you think artists, generally speaking, are more competitive or hard on themselves no i think just different people and their personalities yeah like every every you could have a lawyer who doesn't care if he loses a case or a lawyer who's upset at any misstep in a case you know like i think it's just a personality thing hey guy that's um i'm i'm an easygoing person but again like I, I wanted success and maybe maybe I'm looking at winning those awards as uh some some sign of success when I shouldn't be looking at it like that. Like well, I've won them before and it, it is great, but nothing ultimately some things change, like you have some more opportunities in that, but it's not like uh, our career would take a massive leap forward if we won one or two awards last night it's more i guess just not liking to lose and like wanting that validation like Mm -hmm. i don't know you you put out you put thousands and thousands of hours into creating an album and thoughts and sleepless nights of just coming up with the perfect line or the perfect perfect way the whole it works as a whole and and again, winning the awards kind of validation that other people recognize that and that, hey, you did a good job. And again, people just liking your song or saying 
saying they appreciate you is the same thing, but for whatever reason, the award is on a bigger scale in 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 some people's eyes. And I, I that's why I'm saying I take a step back and realize what it is I value. Sure. Like I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel this way about losing the awards. I don't, and I'm, it's not, I don't feel like horrible or anything, but I just, I'd rather not be upset at all. I think you'll, you may feel this way in this moment and think that's quite normal, but I know that much like our travel stories in our book, like, we had our worst poop episode out a couple of weeks ago. In that moment, I was not laughing, but now we are. Yeah. And so I believe that some of these experiences, we might not understand the pathway as to where it might lead, but one yeah. day we will. It was funny. Last night, uh, I was talking to a friend and it was just... Uh... Asked him how many if he was <coughs> excuse me if he was playing any showcases. He's like, yeah, I got two tomorrow. I go, like, oh sweet man. I said, you know what? One time a few years back, I played nine shows in three days at uh, Canadian Music Week. And he's like, nine shows. And I'm like, yeah, that is a lot. Like, that is a lot. Playing two shows in a day is a lot, but nine shows in three days. And then, uh, and he thought I was still talking about that Canadian Music Week. And then I said whatever the story progressed. And I said, oh yeah, and we just, we just went over five and the awards tonight. And, uh, and he's like, oh, right on, right on. And he's like, are you up for any awards this time? I'm like, well, yeah, we just lost five. He's like, oh, that was tonight. And then we both started dying laughing. <laughs> he's like, oh, I thought you were talking about years ago. Like, oh, oh, shit, sorry, man. And I was just, it's all good, man. But I'm like, yeah, just like half hour ago, we lost them. Yeah. <laughs> It's so hard to know what to take from this sometimes, though, because like you use the reference with athletes that if they lose a game, it can motivate you to get up earlier to start practicing and training. And yeah. you, you hear of these stories. Um, and in other cases, it's it's the complete opposite of that, that people need. I, I was listening to a, a podcast, David Miles podcast today. He was interviewing Matt Anderson and they were talking about the pandemic like so many of us have been, especially artists and what that has meant uh, for their career and especially entertaining. And I've found that so many artists have it, there's like a divide between super productive like we were or, or it felt that way or busy or we were just trying so hard. We were going through this continuous grind, but a lot of people really opted to take a step back for a couple yeah. of years and Matt Anderson said he didn't even pick up a guitar for seven or eight months. And that blew my mind. And part of me feels like maybe we missed an opportunity to have done well, that. I think a lot of it depends what stage you are in your career. Well, maybe. But th the point is more we have all of this information or these lessons that we're supposed to follow. And one might say, OK, you you had this defeat now. You just got to work harder like next time or how are you going to use this as a lesson? And in many cases, that's very true. Yeah. But for somebody who's already working themselves to the bone, I don't know that that is the right takeaway. Yeah. So, so then you're kind of left with, well, what does this mean or what do I do about it? And of course, we're going to Columbia and we've talked about what our plan is 
in that time already. And I, I think it's the right one, but it, it can be confusing to know what to do next. Yeah, well, honestly, Columbia, I'm I'm just looking forward to just trying to step away from computer screens and people I think people don't really understand how much time a, a musician takes is in front of a screen like yeah you're sending emails you're doing grants and I'm in studio all the time so like I'm in front of a screen for just hours a day we do everything <clears throat> DIY we, yeah. we made when we did our collaborative project we made our own music videos like we filmed we didn't know what we were doing and did all this we do all of our social media all of our advertising marketing accounting it's from the ground up and there's just two of us and we were i don't know that we're capable of doing it any other way uh which is what will make this columbia trip interesting because i know we both have our hearts set on it looking a little bit different and a little bit more relaxed it's yeah. just something that we're, we're not used to i think just um interacting with other people and seeing what they're up to and the path they're on like that and that's kind of when we were interviewing people on this podcast that's kind of what we're doing just talking about the path of of their career and there'll be whatever five or six other people there and i'd like to just kind of have the the podcast conversations but in real life you know yeah on a campfire and hopefully we're not um, either in human trafficking or drug mules, like I said earlier, and uh, yeah, just just enjoy, just whatever, meditate, exercise, go hiking, go hiking, pet some cows, pet some animals. Yeah, there's a little waterfall there that we can go to, and then we'll be in New York, which will be really invigorating as well. Yeah. We've been there a number of times and always enjoy it, so. I feel like we've earned it too, which feels good. It feels good to be able to say that and mean it. Um, we we have pre-recorded <laughs> a number of podcast episodes to keep the weekly momentum going. So those will still go live every Wednesday. We have a few guest interviews coming up that all of our guests have just been so open and honest, meaningful conversations. I've We're so privileged to have these people in our life. Um, yeah. And I... Look forward to releasing those episodes while we're away and keeping everybody posted as best we can. We're not going to go totally radio silent, but we'll be taking a, a step back a little bit from online presence and computer screens, as you say. Yeah, well, every Wednesday, the podcast will be coming out. Um, and I guess a big thing that if you do like the podcast, just tell tell a friend. That's still probably the best way things can get out there. You spoke earlier about acknowledging people that voted for you and i that's just an extension of your fan base and their support of you and it i know it can sound like a broken record from people who have jobs like we do but we absolutely rely on our audience we rely on you as listeners the public to yeah word of mouth just sharing something liking something on social media they're they seem like insignificant um, ways of supporting us, but collectively, uh, I, it's what allows us to do this. So we're just so lucky to have people that do that. And the more that you can share that with others, it just, it helps us keep going. Yeah. And it, um, 
It just means a lot. So I guess with that, if you're hearing our voices now, we are in Colombia. Ooh, I bet we're having fun. I bet. I bet we're having really great coffee. You're having coffee. I'm drinking water. <laughs> really great water. Yeah, it's going to be right from the waterfall. I'm just going to lean back, open my mouth, and let it pour in. I hope so. Well, I know it's been a, a tough couple of days, but I, I'm just so proud of you. You have worked so hard. I know the awards are are nice, and you have received enough that we probably could have a whole cabinet full of awards. Uh, you already have that, and you'll have many more to come. But I think it's important to process any feelings you have, and they're all normal. But at the end of the day, you just so many people love you and are proud of you and you've helped so many people through entertaining them and making them laugh connecting with the song connecting with you as a person you're kind you're compassionate you and Bruce showed up just total class you celebrated your competitors and the other award winners and that's just who you are I appreciate that dear very kind of you to say. Well, lots of people are saying the very same. Well, maybe I'll we'll put uh, instead of the jam, which is on the the album which was nominated, and the intro song also the walk. We'll play uh, Queen as the outro here. How about we do that? Sure, Queen was the song nominated uh, for song of the year, yeah. and yeah. The, the intro song we played at the gala, the walk. But anyways. Here's Queen. It's going to be playing in the background right now. I felt it in my bones when I woke today. I was going to start doing what I say. Tell me what you want and I'll tell you what I'll do about it. I can make it Better than you ever dreamed about Tell me what you want And I'll tell you what I'll do about it I can make it come, make it feel right Summer's going down So let's drop a kiwi with it Then you turned around I must have been here for a summer visit Tell me what you want And I'll tell you what I'll do about it I can make it come better than you ever dreamed about Tell me what you want And I'll tell you what I'll do about it I can make it come, make it feel right Feel like a queen Take a look around And there she is like fire Tell me what you want I got it Tell me what you need I'll be it Tell me what you want I got it Tell me what you need I'm there Straight from my heart I missed you Even though I've only kissed you Straight from my heart I've known it Even though I've just been shown it Kicked up my switches
makes me feel when everything I need is falling into place. Falling in 